from Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Christoph Zidibamanema. How do I say that? I don't know. Tony, yeah. help me. I, I, you know, I probably should know how to say his name also. Uh, I've known him for a long time. Sorry. Uh, I don't just try it again. Try it again. From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod. With special guest, Christoph Zajag Denek or somebody. I have no idea how I should say that. I forget. Just play the theme song. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes it feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. There it was. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, look, we're off to a bad start. Rigby, you didn't help things there with that late bark. Uh, but, you know, I, so here's the deal. My old friend, Christoph. I've known him for a long time. He's coming by. Uh, it's a little different kind of a show today. First of all, I don't know how to say the guest's last name, so we're gonna, that's going to be the first thing we address once he gets here. And uh, second of all, it's just going to be kind of a different show. Uh, it's going to be kind of uh, different, and we'll just, you know what? Let me tell you. This episode is educational. It's also fascinating to hear a story. It's also got a poorly written song And it goes like this and has a bad melody But before Christoph What's-His-Name gets here, uh, let me tell you, you may have seen me tweet uh, at Tony Faxon or at Celise Nami Pod is the show on Twitter. Uh, we want to hear if you guys have some weird, bizarre Christmas stories, Christmas memories. Uh, so tweet them at Tony Thaxton or at Felice Navi Pod. Uh, if you're too long to tweet, send them to FeliceNaviPod at gmail.com. We want to hear those stories and maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. Maybe, right, Rigby? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, oh, that must be Christoph Rigby. Come on. Let's get the door. Hey, Christoph, come on in. Hey, what's up, Tony? Um, yeah, I was in the neighborhood. I thought I would drop by. You live in the neighborhood, pretty I, much. I do. Yeah, it's. I think you live closer than the grocery store. <laughs> That's how close we live. It's crazy, man. For a second, I thought you were going to say, you live closer to you than I do. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously. Sometimes sometimes you might be closer to my house than I'm actually to my house. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get any further. Yes, sir. Uh, I have known you, what, probably almost close to 10 years now. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's close to somewhere that. Somewhere around yeah. there. My microphone is uh, not wanting this. Oh, there we go. Um, I don't know or have any clue how to say your last name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's keep it that way. Yeah? You keep it a mystery? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, my la- my whole name is messed up, man. My my um, it's it's awful for anyone who who anyone is hasn't I guess experienced any sort of uh, unique name. Yeah, my name is Christoph Zajac Denick. Yeah, I, I guess I would have guessed close to that, I guess. But I, yeah. I, I, just don't, I don't know that I've ever heard you say it out loud. I've seen it spelled. Yeah, it's but. too exhausting to say it out loud for me, <laughs> so I just don't. Yeah. Is that a... Uh, is, so what, what is the... Because there's a hyphen in there, right? Yeah, it's I have a, two last names. So Christoph, my, my mom was a French teacher, is a French teacher. Um, and I... Uh, Got a French first name, Christophe, uh-huh. and my parents were never married, so they gave me both of their last names, Zajac and Denik, and they hyphenated it, and I got stuck as a five-year-old <laughs> kid going to school <laughs> called Christophe Zajac Denik. So there you go, man. It was it's it's been such a hassle. Oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> I do like imagining like kindergarten, like going through the the you know like. Timmy Smith and Bob, yeah, all these names, and then yeah. your teacher gets to your name, and probably struggle. It was probably a struggle every year, right? Every single, every single year in college, Michigan State University screwed up my ID. Everyone has said, "Yeah, we thought you spelled your name wrong." <laughs> no, I did not. I think, I think you can probably handle your your uh, last name spelling. Yeah, since Anybody I was can handle it. since I was five. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone has screwed it up. I've seen every incarnation. I was actually up north in Michigan, where I'm from, and I was in an ice cream shop in a small town, um, waiting in line to get ice cream. And somebody behind me said, "Oh, Christoph, what are you going to get?" And I whipped around. I'm like, "What, Christoph? Like, I don't know this person. Who are they talking to?" There was another kid in line named Christoph. I've never met anyone. I think I was probably 27 at that point. I've never <laughs> met anyone in my life with the same name as me. It blew my mind. It's That's crazy. Pretty, yeah. I uh Well, now you got you got Christoph Waltz going waltzing around now. Yeah. His name is different though. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled different, He right? doesn't have the e at the end. Right. That's the German spelling from what I'm what I believe and I have the French spelling with it with an e at the end. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, same same thing. Not the first name, obviously, but I think I've only met another Thaxton that wasn't related to me once ever, and that guy's name was Tony Thaxton. No way! <laughs> and I like it wasn't like someone would like put us together. It's like, hey, you got to meet my friend. He's got the same name. He's probably was, a drummer too. Uh, he's not a drummer, but we lived in the same town. Get out of here! Yeah, we both lived in Richmond, Virginia. I was shopping for cars. And this guy worked at the dealership I was looking at. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. It's pretty great because I remember I was with my parents. This was years ago. And my dad introduced himself. And then I introduced myself. And the guy was like, your name's Tony Thaxton? I said, yeah. He's like, come here a second. And he took me to the other Tony Thaxton. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so don't know he, what I, I don't. I, that, would, that would be insane. To meet another Christoph Zajac Denick. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what I would do. Like, that's. Yeah, that's yeah. That would be way more impressive than my story. That's that's really crazy. But I mean, Thaxton is not a common name at all. No. You know, so to same first and last name. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, pretty. I think he might. I think he's an Anthony though, because I'm actually just a Tony. I'm not even an Anthony. Oh, interesting. Yeah, fascinating. Isn't it? <laughs> that is. I don't know. Uh, so tell uh, you know I I 
I saw you a month or so ago, shortly after Christmas, yeah. and uh, you started telling me some fascinating stories, and I wanted to have you on for some of the, you know, well, you're you're a good man, good friend anyways. Oh, well, but thank uh, you, thank you. But yeah, you just started telling me some things that were pretty fascinating, and just kind of to let people listening know that might not be familiar with you, would you mind kind of filling everybody in a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I am um, a little person. I'm four foot five. If you're hiring shorter people, I'm four foot three. Um, <laughs> Is there like an actual like oh, yeah. cutoff thing you generally? Um, well, there's a – occasionally if you are shorter – the shorter you are, the more money you can make sometimes. So really? Yeah. Sometimes I get cast out of things because I am too tall um, <laughs> at four foot five. So <clears throat> um, – yeah, sometimes it's a benefit to to have fewer inches to your right. to your height, but yeah. So I am uh, I'm a little person. I'm for about four foot five, and I am an actor, musician, entertainer, um, bartender. Now, <laughs> um, what else? I don't even know. There's the the list is kind of growing at um, out of my control, which is right. which is really cool, and it's a lot of fun. So. Um, so yeah, I guess I kind of coin myself as a creative hustler uh-huh. because um, I I don't want to have a conventional job, and I've succeeded in that for pretty much my entire professional career. Yeah, um, which has been awesome. <clears throat> I've been a musician and a touring drummer, and I moved yeah, to Los that's Angeles. How, that's how we met. That's initially. how we met. Yeah, um, a band that I was playing in um, toured with Motion City for a couple of shows, mm-hmm. one-offs, small tours and stuff, and um, we um, and yeah, so I I loved that, and I moved to Los Angeles, and acting and entertainment stuff kind of fell in my lap. In, yeah, I was going to say you had no intention of doing any of that. Stuff, I had no right? intention. Yeah, I came to LA in two thousand nine, wanting to just start touring with another band and get in the studio scene and and make my way as a musician and in a month i had an acting agent and um three months after that i got hired by universal pictures to work on a film in new mexico and um that that was paul right? that was paul yeah, yeah i and i got hired on paul and i i literally thought it was a fake job i thought i was going to get to i i moved from from Detroit to Michigan, and then three months later, got hired on Paul and moved myself to Santa Fe. And I told my family, I think, I said, I think this is going to be a fake job. I, th- I don't think it's actually. I think I'm going to get to Santa Fe and talk to production. They're going to be like, Yeah, there's no, there is no jobs as a, for a stand-in. Like, uh-huh. sorry, you need to go back home. I, I didn't know that that was that existed. So, um, and after. It you was were, well, it was a real were specifically job. Specifically, alien stand. I was an right? a, yeah. I was a stand-in for a CGI alien <laughs> character on a Universal Pictures call, show called Paul, where they also had stand-ins that were made out of puppets, <laughs> which worked. The puppets worked more than I did, which was right. which was insane. Um, my my mom and dad and the rest of my family are like, yeah, Christoph's in L.A. doing. We have no idea what the fuck he's doing out there, but. Um, uh, yeah, so I after I did that job, my confidence for acting and working in the entertainment industry like went through the roof. And <clears throat> so, how, but how did you? How did that jump initially happen? Did were did you just kind of make a decision? Oh, maybe I'll explore this, or did someone come to you, or how did that happen? It was out of necessity, really. Um, I had a lot of contacts when I 
right before I was leaving Detroit to move to to LA and people were very sweet to me and they they said, "Oh, I have I have people in LA I want you to meet and um, you know, they can help you out with whatever." I mean, I met one woman on the phone, she's like, "Are you do you have a place to stay? Are you are you okay?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm I'm totally fine, you know. I mean, this woman was going to take me in, you know. She was <laughs> like the people that I was put in touch with were just over the top so sweet and um um and then you know my my goal out here was to to find music gigs <clears throat> but i i learned that it was really important to stay hungry and i didn't want to get a real day-to-day job you know i and like work at a gas station and a coffee shop and like make my way that way because i understood that if you put yourself in the situation, like good things are going to, you know, if you network, you're going to, you're going to make, make a way. Totally. And, um, and things just kind of slowly, I put myself out there. I would stay on Craigslist all day long and just uh-huh. submit myself for every single drumming gig. And then, um, I ended up getting a, uh, an acting agent and they were so awful. They were, they, they were so gross. Um, and uh they they actually like got me one job that was pretty pretty awful but i met some other little people and that kind of opened the door and and said you know um this is an actual way to make a living like you can uh-huh. you can be an actor out here and you can do these types of things and people do this every single day and um i kind of started to like it i actually before i moved to De- before i moved to la i knew one little person at 30 years of age. Yeah. I'm a little person my entire life. I knew one little other little person up until I was 30. And then I went to a um, uh, LP, LPA event in Studio City and I met 50 little people and it was the most awkward thing in my entire life. <laughs> people are my height and shorter and I'm like, I, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awkward. This is really crazy. Why? Why was it awkward? Because I'd never been around other little people before. You're just kind of like just, getting in your own head about it. Kind yeah, of. I didn't. I don't know. And it's funny because I've talked to other people. I went to my first um, LPA convention um, in 2014 at 35. Never been to an LPA convention, national convention, and I I spoke with so many other people that were that had the same experience. They said the first time we were around a bunch of little people, we were. This is weird. This is uh-huh. not for me. But it's it's really funny how things kind of change and you you not really accept it but you wonder about you wonder about how people are in their personalities and their lives and what they do and everybody does amazing things. It's really really awesome. So the yeah. the door just kind of got blown wide open for me and I was just like a wide-eyed kid like I want to meet all these people and learn, you know, what they do and everything. I guess maybe I'm I was kind of slow to grow in that way but uh-huh. um once i did it was it was really kind of badass and i met, just met so many amazing people so but yeah so going back to doing the acting thing and and whatnot it was kind of out of necessity because i didn't want to get a real job i wanted to um experience la in a in a way where i was hungry <clears throat> and wanted to see what opportunities were here. I came to LA for the opportunities and yeah. that's the, if, if you go, in my opinion, if you go get, you know, three day jobs, like you're not really experiencing LA in that, in for that, sure. in that realm and, and the opportunities that are here. So I, um, I would just stay on Craigslist and I had a little bit of savings. 
very little bit of savings, uh-huh. <laughs> not much at all. And um, yeah, Craigslist was was actually great. I did maybe three or four jobs, and then um, I ended up landing a gig off of Craigslist to play on the Ellen DeGeneres show with a nine-year-old prodigy Japanese guitarist. I remember watching that. Yeah, and and that was kind of like the the switch I think for my family back home to say like, oh, okay, Christoph, you know, can he's he can. You can actually do something in LA. Like this is yeah. it's it's not this isn't so far fetched. It's pretty amazing that, you know, my mom and dad could see me on TV in their living rooms and I was like, I'm getting paid to do something in LA. Like yeah. this is cool. And then three weeks later after that, you know, I get this universal call to work for three months in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and um that that job changed my entire life. Like those I think those two jobs changed my entire life and <clears throat> Actually, when I got the job in Santa Fe to work on the movie, um, I called my dad and I said, before, but prior to that, I, I didn't need money because I was making like tiny bits of money here and there. And I'd call my dad every week and be like, okay, I made money. I don't need, I don't need to borrow. I never borrowed any money. And I, and I would just call him and say, I, I, I made money. I'm, I'm okay. I don't need uh-huh. anything. When I went to Santa Fe, I actually had $7 in my bank account. And I borrowed a little bit of money from my dad so that I could like put my my um rent the first month in my uh in my apartment in in Santa Fe and just kind of get started and then I paid him back the next week after I got my check and for, uh-huh. from the movie and I'm like holy shit this is so crazy I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like this is actually something that's cool and unique and I just learned so much from it it was great for sure yeah I mean that's what is great about it here is yeah there's so many opportunities for so many things and it's just i don't know and as as you're saying like it's so much more fun to do lots of different little things which is what i've been able to start doing a little bit more now yeah you're doing a ton of that it's great yeah instead of just touring all the time which was great for a while but as i've talked about a million times i kind of hit my hit the wall and i was like i gotta i gotta stop but then i also realized once i stopped that i was like i need to be like doing stuff though like i can't just like not do anything or just go like be at some job all day long and then that's my existence like i can't do that see and then there's there's another thing too and and i'm sure that you'll you'll understand this or sympathize empathize with it um when you're kind of i mean you played you toured for 10 or 11 years with yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah so when you get out of that it's really difficult to kind of change your yeah do you want to stop playing? Like it's kind of scary to to not do what you've done for eleven years and what you love sure. to do. You know, play in front of fans and 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 do that type of thing. I almost turned down the job on Paul because it wasn't a drumming gig. Uh huh. I, I I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Like number one, I think it's fake. Number two, <laughs> number two, um, it's not music. I don't. Why would I want to do it? Well, I met a, a drummer. Um, who's now a really good friend of mine his name is butch norton and uh he has played um he's a founding member of the eels he um plays with lucinda williams he's been with her for almost 10 years i guess and he became a a friend i went and saw some shows and and i guess he kind of respected that i left a band that was you know somewhat successful to go do and find my own way you know because i wasn't happy any longer Mm -hmm. and he said take the movie gig i'm like well it's not drumming why you know what 
<laughs> why would I take this? And he's like, a gig is a gig. You have to take it. Like it's this is important. This is important. Like yeah, step for you to to take. And and if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have. I would have not taken the. I would have stayed in in L.A. and and you know probably gotten regular jobs or borrowed money or you know yeah. stuck to that. But like it's. I don't know. You're not really always in control of your own path, and you kind of have to take what's what's there, whether it's great or, or... yeah, and just <laughs> trying stuff. Like, because that's been the thing for me too, is just trying sure. to saying yes to things that come my way. Like, even if it sounds kind of scary, yeah. or I think I don't know, but I'm just like, you know what? What if it's great? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. And what if it's it's such a unique experience every single time? You know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm happy for you. That oh, you thank that. you. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so if I, if I can rewind slightly, yeah, to, sure. uh, the thing that you did with the, the Japanese kid, yes. was that a, did they actually, did you being a little person factor into that or was that, that just a straight up drumming gig? That, that, was, that was just a straight up drumming gig. So okay. there was a post on Craigslist that said, um, I need a drummer or I need a band to back my artist. I don't even think it said anything about, I think that's all it said. And I, I wrote to the guy and I said, um, well, I'm a, I'm a drummer and a g- great friend of mine is a bass player, you know, um, we, we can do your gig, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking it's like a hundred dollar club gig and, and that's, and that's fine. And, and by that point I had learned, I had enough music experience to music, you know, business experience to know that nothing is nothing is in the bag until don't get excited about anything until it's it's like over with you know yep. and the check is cleared and you're in bed that night <laughs> like yeah. that's when you're going to like get excited but so I talked to the guy and he's like yeah you know you're the only guy who wasn't an asshole on the phone and asking for more money um and my best friend who's a bass player um Takashi he um he happened to be Japanese so he could speak speak fluent Japanese to this nine-year-old kid, which was uh-huh. a huge selling point. Yeah. So the manager of this little nine-year-old kid said, yeah, I want to go with you. Great. Um, we might do the Ellen show. That sounds pretty awesome. I hope it happens. Uh-huh. And that's basically like all I said. And two days before we did the, we did a rehearsal um, and we did the Ellen show. And actually right before the Ellen show, I had to go to the will turn and set my drums up on stage at the Will Turn because right after we played the Ellen DeGeneres show, we went to the Will Turn and opened for Lebowski Festival. <laughs> so we opened for the big Lebowski, this nine-year-old Japanese kid. I'm playing on the stage at the Will Turn before the big Lebowski. And everybody is dressed up in Lebowski, fest- uh, yeah, Lebowski yeah. characters. I'd never seen that before in my life. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> it's your typical day. Yeah. Just a typical it's, day. It's a typical day. It's, it's kind of like a slow day in LA, if, if you ask me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's so great. Was that the, that, it's, that was kind of like the first, like, well, that was like the first TV or movie thing that you did when you got out here? Um, That was definitely the, f- yeah, that was, I mean, I did, a little pilot thing that they actually paid us in cash. It was super sketchy. Like it was really <laughs> weird. Um, and then I actually worked as crew. A gr- I was a grip on, um, 
the TO show. A friend of mine was was as in Terrell Owens. Yeah. Okay. I, I helped light some house. Yeah, helped. I'm five foot. I'm four foot five. I'm not helping anybody. Like it was such, <laughs> it was such a pity job. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have this, you know, four foot five guy out like lighting a house. You put me on a ladder, like it doesn't help at all. Like I can't do shit, man. I can't lift. I can't lift anything. I can't reach to put anything up. Yeah. It was. That's they were great. very, very sweet to me. It was so. Yeah. I did those two jobs. I think that's it. And then the Ellen show. Yeah. And that was yeah. Nice. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember watching that. I remember you telling me I'm going to be on Ellen playing with a nine year old Japanese. Yeah. <clears throat> it was great, man. It's, it's, he was so much fun. It was a great. It was oh, he a great was awesome. Kid. I remember watching it. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that had nothing to do with being a little person. I, okay. I, I was and, just curious. And they never. I don't even think they ever brought it up. Like it, I mean, I, um, I never mentioned, I never mentioned that because I toured for six years and there was never an issue. Um, when we, when we were in Europe with you, I, I played Dan Kanoka's drum kit and uh-huh. he had a 24 inch kick drum and a 13 inch rack tom. And that was, those were the biggest <laughs> drums I'd ever played on I tour. I forgot that you played his drums <clears throat> on that. And I remember before we left, I was like, oh shit. I got to play a 24 inch kick drum with a rack tom on top of that. Like I sit 16 inches off the ground where go uh-huh. ahead, get out your measuring tape at home. I'll wait for you. You can, you can measure it. It's super low. So to yeah. reach, I don't know. It, so yeah. It, and pardon, I, I apologize for any stupid questions. I'm no, ask today. away, man. Like, it's, uh, it's fine. Cause I, and I've seen you play a ton of times, but I've never seen like from behind and you just straight up play them right you just sit low like you don't there's nothing like you don't have to like put something on the pedals or anything no 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 everything is um i i like to play a 20 inch kick drum and tune it down so it sounds Uh so it sounds really big but um i just have uh i have a really low throne i'm such a nerd about drum hardware like i know exactly which hardware goes the lowest for me and I will bring that to. But that's not an easy thing either, because I tend to play low, and obviously you play I'm, really low. Yeah, but I remember and that's even hard is to like find. Lower than mine. Yeah, it's hard to find stuff that goes low. So I, I can't imagine. The, yeah, that's a thing you definitely have to pay attention to. So I did an audition for P Diddy's Making the Band in 2009 <laughs> when I went out here, which was the <clears throat> probably one of the dumbest things I ever did in la and and honestly i went to the beach after that just to like clear my brain because it was such a stupid um (laughs) it was such a stupid thing because in addition i also skipped out on a barry squire audition Uh. barry squire called me for a thing and i was like no i got a call back for uh, p diddy's making the band i'm gonna go do that instead don't ever do that, kids. That's yeah. so well, dumb. Yeah, for any, for the uninitiated, Barry Squire is kind of like the guy in L.A. that like hires all like ses- session musicians and touring musicians. Like people go to him, yeah. to find these people. And Barry, if you're listening, I'm going to email you soon. <laughs> I, I won't turn anything down again. I promise. But put so, in a good word for me while you're yeah, right. we'll do, man, for sure. Um, let's go together. All right. <clears throat> um, so I on my callback, I there were like 40 drummers. I mean, the fir- the first day I waited in line for seven or eight hours to audition. It was so stupid. And then the next day, they only had 40 drummers come back. And, uh, and it's all these gospel guys. And, like, people flew in for this. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Um, so and you get, like, 90 seconds 
to play. Like that's all the time you get in front of these four producers. And I got up there and I, I'm like, all right, just give me 60 seconds to like lower just a couple things. Cause I brought my own throne and I brought yeah. my own snare stand. And that's like the, the, the minimum that I can, I can bring the hi hat when I sat down was over my head. <laughs> the rack Tom was eye level. So they're like, I'm playing along to a track, like just, you know, like a, a regular pop beat, just like four on the floor. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, drummer sounds good. Now open it up. The rack Tom is here. Eye level when mm-hmm. I'm sitting down, you can't hit anything. I'm like, this is just fucking <laughs> stupid, man. What am I doing here? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So that was, um, that was a little like, folly i guess with being a little person and being in that being in that arena i can play drums just fine i can't play drums if you don't give me any time to (laughs) adjust anything it's so that is totally understandable yeah it's hard it's hard enough as a you know an average sized guy like just sitting at a strange drum set sometimes is not comfortable no matter what's going on a little inch here and there makes a huge Mm -hmm. difference man a tilt or a shift yeah it's it's there's, there's, there's a lot of comfort in those little shifts. You know? Oh yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so you were, as I was saying, when I saw you last, you kind of were telling me about some. Uh, we'll, we'll bring some Christmas in here now. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, you were kind of telling me about it, some things that you did uh, over this. Pe- was this past Christmas the first you'd done any of that kind of stuff? No, I. So after the the Paul job again the paul job was in um in 2009 and so last year 2014 um you know i i'm I'm back in la again i moved back to detroit for a little while i'm back in la again um to stay this time baby i'm not (laughs) i'm not i'm never leaving you again um the paul job kind of blew the doors open for me and gave me all this confidence in being a little person and doing unique gigs and doing things that that are out of the norm and um, not only movie things, but also event and entertainment things. And so, you know, I need to make money and uh, I like being creative about the way that I make money. Yeah. So I kind of market myself for, for unique events. And obviously around Christmas time, there are a lot of um, elf jobs that come, that come up. And so I would market my friends and I, it's, I'm not the only person that does this, by the way, there's a whole like group of us. Oh yeah. I mean, we I are, we are for so. hire. Yeah. We are for hire. Even in February, if you have any elf, <laughs> for all your elf needs, for all your elf needs. Yes. Please um, call me right away. We will, we will get on that. But um, yeah. So, you know, I knew December was coming around and I kind of tried to tried to market myself and and um actually it was a pretty like fruitful month being in yeah you said you were very busy right i was super busy i i had at least a gig every single day that month oh wow uh, when i was and and, yeah and some days it was even on weekends it was i mean it was awesome weekends weekdays it was it was booked solid sometimes two in a day i think there was maybe one with three in a day um it was really good and And it's, it's generally enjoyable like it is you know i think um yeah i have a lot of a lot of stories so um i like i said i'm a i'm a creative hustler uh-huh. and um i got i did a i did a gig maybe in september or october in san diego and 
maybe a couple of weeks later, I got this call from this this um, this company in um, this small business in just north of San Diego, and they're like, "So we heard that you're a great bartender. Um, we would like to hire you for our company company holiday party." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm you know that's that's what I do. I've done it before." I have not been a bartender before. <laughs> I'm on the phone. You know where they got this information? I do not. I still do not know where they got my number, where they got my name, where I bartended, where their friends <laughs> saw me being a great bartender. I have no fucking clue. So they, um, yeah, they called me and I, I was able to talk enough like a bartender for, to uh-huh. keep their interest and to, and to secure a gig and I took a friend of mine out to out to lunch, and I was like, "Teach me how to make a martini," you know. And she gave me her bar tools, and I'm I'm like, "Okay, here we go." So I quoted them how much booze to buy and everything like that, and I went down there and um, set everything up. This actually was not an elf gig; it did not start out being an elf gig. But I'm like, I need to just like push this over the top. So uh-huh. I set up my entire, um, you know bar situation i don't know what you call it <laughs> bar setup the booze like the bottles of the gold yes yeah. um and uh after everything was set up half uh like 15 minutes before the party i went and put on an elf costume oh so you just, didn't even tell him you were i didn't do even it? tell him i was doing it. i was just like fuck it you know like <laughs> i put out the tip jar i want to this is i'm in san diego i want to make as much as i possibly can on you know this night and i walked in and people were, were like I just kind of learned how to own it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't even think they knew I was a little person when I spoke with them on the phone. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think it was just like a bartending thing. It's it's really weird. It was kind of like one of those things where you don't talk about it and I don't talk about it and yeah. we don't, neither of us really know what's going on completely, but right. I know that you hired well, me and you're yeah. going to pay me and I'm going to do your job. So like, well, now <clears> I have <throat> to ask another dumb question then. So yeah. if they, if they didn't know this, how was this bar set up then? Cause I feel like bars are generally kind of high, right? It worked out perfectly and I don't know how it worked out perfectly, but I, they had a, they've, they've had holiday parties there in the, in the past. And I was at the receptionist desk, which was probably, two feet to two and a half feet tall which uh-huh. was absolutely perfect for me to be a bartender <laughs> right. and line up everything absolutely perfectly nice it was so weird I, I don't know i don't know it's it it doesn't make any sense how it how it worked out so well but it it did and i poured my first i made my first martini in an elf costume at a holiday party in san diego with 20 people watching and i was so fucking nervous <laughs> I was looking at the recipe that my friend um, gave me on my phone as I'm shaking the martini, and I'm like, oh, my God. I pour it for them, and, I, and then they taste it, and I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, I hope this is good. If Otherwise, like, the next three hours are just going to be complete hell. And they're like, this martini is amazing. Thank you so much. This is, and I'm like, well, it's what I do, you know? Like, I, I come to bartend, and I came to make your party, you know, all that much better. And it was, it was one of the best nights of, of work I've ever had. So it was really That's cool. Awesome. And I know people kind of probably have a, an idea, oh, you are a person that's, that's short, that stands out in society, you know, in a, in a way, and you're kind of perpetuating a, a negative connotation of yourself and things like that. Um, I 
I don't know that I've ever really looked at it that way even before I did gigs like that. But I definitely it, that's not the way it is at all right now uh-huh. or at, at all. Like w- with all my friends that do it, I think um, they would all agree. It's number one. It's fun. People love Halloween and get get to dress up, you know, and they spend they spend a ton of money on costumes and, and do their thing on this one day of the year. I get to dress up and party with people and I get paid for it. Yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, it's not. And and on top of that, so I mean, that's that's fun and and it's it's amazing. It's I've met so many people, but it also the other thing that's really great in my opinion is that it brings awareness to people about little people. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows that we're not taboo or hard to approach and we have really great personalities and we can have a ton of fun and we um, you know, can be the life of the party and join in and we have really unique lives and people love to find out about that. And I think that's one thing that I've, I've learned that is really empowering. And I like that I can be a part of that. Me, myself and my, my friends can be a part of that so that, you know, when there's a kid in the grocery store who's five and their parents and they're with their parents and they say, Oh, look at that. Why is that short guy like have a beard, you know? And then uh-huh. the, and then the, the parent like, snatches the kid like don't stare don't don't approach them you know that that's it's kind of that's kind of an awful way to deal with it you know this yeah a five-year-old is just trying to be curious they're not being malicious or anything like that and yeah. i think the the more you squash that in a kid's life the worse it's gonna be you know so right. that's a good like, point yeah. we're, we're out there we're we're short we're not going anywhere you know <laughs> we're a lot of fun like all my f- friends are crazy it's it's great <laughs> You should hire us at your parties, FYI. <laughs> and um, Elf in February, right? Keep Christmas going. Yeah, why not? Christmas all year long here. So, I don't know. I think that that's, that's one of the... the um, it, it's, it's another thing that, that I like about what I, what I do. Felice Navipod will be right back. Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no, FelizNavipod.com. Go there, go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page, and then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. And now, back to Feliz Navipod. What is, uh, was there any, anything... I guess Christmas or otherwise. Do you have a thing that has kind of been like the craziest one that you've did, or have you had any that that you're like, yeah, I don't know about this one? Um, I'll gi- I'll give you a uh, a crazy reaction that kind of like this kind of brought me down. And one thing that's that's really cool about these gigs is it puts me in so many different social situations that I just have to deal and experience and enjoy all these different types of people in all these different experiences whether it's you know a hoity-toity corporate party um we did a we did a a gig at this this guy's um mansion in beverly hills in a gated community who is actually a huge music producer for Mm -hmm. 35 years paul stanley was at the party it's the biggest mansion i've ever been in they spent seven thousand dollars just on elves at the party like it's, 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 your party has an elf budget. It's it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you 
you get the experience of being around those types of people and hanging out in that type of situation, you know, where you can't even, you can barely see the ceiling. It's so high. Yeah. And then I did, you know, a gig at, um, at a school and this, um, this, this really kind of tested me. It was, uh, it was an elementary school, um, in orange County somewhere. I don't remember exactly. And it was kind of, uh, um, like a lower budget in a lower budget area, I guess. Is that uh-huh. what you would say? Or, or sure, whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah, you'll allow Proceed. it. Okay, thank you. You understand. <laughs> people understand what I'm talking about. So, yeah. um, and th- this is an elf gig, or this, this was an elf else? gig. Yeah, okay. this was an elf gig. And there was a Santa there who was the, <laughs> the most like curmudgeon Santa I've ever met in my entire mm-hmm. life. He's like, uh, so what do you want for Christmas, little girl? And I can do this even better with my like cold sounding <laughs> voice right now. <clears throat> um, no, no fun whatsoever. This guy uh-huh. was not having any fun. I was having, you know, whatever. It's a, it's an elf part. It's an elf gig. I'm having a blast. Like whatever. This girl comes, this, I don't know, seven year old girl comes up to me and she's like, so are you really an elf? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an elf. I'm having a great time. Like Merry Christmas and stuff like that. She's like, don't you think you're making a fool out of yourself? <laughs> and she's seven. And I'm like, wow, what? I, got, I had to think really quickly. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not making it. Come on. It's fun. You know, like, let's, let's have a good time. And I, and I just, I saw her 20 years from now. I'm like, wow, she is just like a grizzled bitch. Like she doesn't have any fun at all. You know, like you're yeah. seven. You're supposed to be dancing around and yeah. singing. It's Christmas time. You shouldn't be thinking time. about that when you're seven. What? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. But I either way, I'm happy that I got to I mean it when I was a kid, like sometimes I I I wouldn't show that I was I was happy in the moment, you know? Yeah. But afterward, I was like, "Oh, you know what? That was pretty cool." So, in my positive thinking, maybe afterward when she went home, she was like, "Yeah, maybe it was kind of cool that there was an elf there." And if I if I can like chip away at her like little cold comments and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that and be like no, this is fun. Like you can have fun as a kid and you should have fun as an adult. Like this uh-huh. is, this is all good. Um, that's, that's a, that's a win, you know, if I, sure. if I can do that. So yeah, that was, that was probably one of the craziest reactions I've ever gotten. It's, it's <laughs> from a seven year old, from a seven year old. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did some house parties that were, that were a lot of fun where they're just like, we're just happy you're here. Go get some waffles from the waffle truck. Get a beer. Come inside and take photos with everybody. You know, and oh, so you don't even really have to do it. You just have to be there. I just have to be. Th- I just. They're just like there are elves here. Let's let's hang out. Like, hey, let's go. You want me to get you a drink? I'll get you a drink. No, I got you a drink. Awesome. Like, let's just party and have fun and whatever. And then I'm there for three hours, and they're like, all right, well, here's some cash, and thank you very much, and <laughs> Merry Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. Thank you so Getting much. Paid to go to parties it's 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 not so bad not so bad yeah wow um look at me mom and dad (laughs) (laughs) and they thought paul wasn't a real job yeah i know (laughs) i've done yeah uh, oh man it's it's i think they kind of get it a little bit more now it's a slow it's it it's kind of it's been slow for me to to accept how this goes I think it's also slow for them as well. I made like $2,000 one year doing St. Patrick's Day parties. Uh-huh. I think in one day I just made like two grand. So 
they see that and they're like, all right, yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> Nobody else is really doing that. So, I mean, it's only one day a year. It'd be nice if it was every month, but whatever. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, uh, what about uh, growing up, I guess? I, I, um, as far as like Christmas and all that stuff, was that a, uh, I mean, I say it every time. It's probably a stupid question to ask about kids, but then you had people like Will Noon on, and he doesn't really like Christmas very yeah, much. Yeah, well, what is that so, guy's problem, man? Like Johnny No Fun. Will Noon. <laughs> Hi, I don't like to go to the beach, and I hate Christmas. Like, I'm calling out Will Noon. I think we should have a Tony Thaxton, Will Noon, Christoph Zajac Denick <laughs> beach outing. <laughs> I'm not opposed to going to the beach. I just I'll drive. I just quickly. It's yeah. It's not even that. I you just, guys can nap in my car, and I'll just show up. I'll take you to an amazing <laughs> beach. I go to the beach all the time. I I'm more like I'm more fine with the beach area than to actually go to the beach. Yeah. Like to just hang out on the beach, I get bored very. Oh, quickly. I don't. I don't hang out on the beach at all. I, okay. I I never do that. I I either. I surf a lot, or I like to go hike by the beach. Yeah, I can see, see the I'd beach. be into that. I'd be into Man, that. Man, I got the spot for you. I'm telling you. I like you. that. Yeah. We actually went on a hike yesterday, and uh, we went to Griffith Park, which I've hiked there many times, but we went to a different spot than where I normally start, yeah. and nobody had gone to this spot before. And we quickly, you know, you get to certain parts, and like the, the trail breaks off into other trails, and we clearly picked the wrong one. We picked, like super extreme path like we like you're crawling on your stomach yeah yeah pretty much like we and got, you can't go down no we were like well we we're stuck we yeah. have to just keep going because going down from this way is not a good idea what time of the day did you go uh it was about it's probably like 10 or 11 in the morning okay. so it wasn't like super hot yet yeah it's been grossly hot lately for some reason in february yeah uh but it was uh we were all a little terrified at one point i will say we got to the top much quicker yeah 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 for sure <laughs> but yeah we and then to show like how much we were not supposed to be where we were when we got to the top like where the observatory is we then had to hop a fence <laughs> it wasn't I'm just wondering like we if get I up kn- there and... I think I may have been where you guys went. It was pretty it was pretty rough. Yeah. It's if if it's pick up where you uh, start that thought again so anyway the sky was green and the <laughs> sand was red and i'd never seen anything like that before it was so ridiculous puppies everywhere <laughs> that is not the same trail i went on. wait 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 what 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 are we talking about <laughs> but enough about that <laughs> um, let's let's go into that i know uh before you you seemed like you had some uh some stories from your from your youth about christmas That's yeah i have um i do have some some good stories i i loved christmas as a kid it was it was amazing um i feel like out of my families i got the best years i was i'm i'm an only child and there are very few if not any cousins within my age range whatsoever so i was just completely singled out in on both sides of my family and um so i feel like i got a ton of attention from my grandparents and from my parents and and my older cousins that were that were around at that time 
Um, so Christmas for me, I, I have such great memories. You know, my family was, was amazing and, and, um, I'm so lucky for that. But, um, one thing that was really cool and you'll probably think this is hilarious or unique as a, as a drummer. I got my first drum kit when I was three years old uh-huh. and the coolest thing about it is my dad, my dad used to audio record Christmases. So he would just put on the reel to reel machine and oh, wow. an audio record, you know, what was happening at, at Christmas time. And uh-huh. he gave me the cassette tape, I don't know, maybe six or seven, eight years ago now of the, the Christmas that I got my first drum kit. That's awesome. It was so cool. I've never and heard of someone just audio taping these things. It's it's really he he also would movie he would also like movie tape videotape them. Uh huh. Um, and the cool thing is about that is you can actually hear when he turns on the camera, you can hear like the clicking of the wheels mm-hmm. for the for the movie camera as he's recording. I don't know. It's really cool. It kind of it, the first time I heard it, I was like, man, I can't even smell my dad's house. Like it's right. my senses just went right back to that just just from hearing it. Well, I'm the squeaky little kid um, that <laughs> had the most proper vocabulary because my both of my parents were such sticklers about speaking correctly okay. and enunciating and having like proper diction and everything like that. So. Um, I showed it to my my best buddy Takashi, and he was making so much fun of me because I'm like, it's a drum set. <laughs> this tiny little kid like squealing about this this drum this drum set, and um, you know my dad lived out in the country, so I say a couple things like, give me a knife for that drum set. <laughs> like I wanted to use the knife to cut open the box to get uh-huh. get at the drum set, and. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's so cool to to hear that and, and experience it and me ripping it open and being like so excited and not knowing what it is and then figuring out what it is and my dad, you know, putting it together and then I'm banging on all this all this shit. There are two really, really cool parts or hilarious parts about this. One, I just I just listened to it kind of recently. Um one part is I'm just banging on shit and it sounds just like, you know, cling clang, like all this, all this crazy ass noise. Mm-hmm. And you hear my dad go, <sighs> <laughs> you can just hear him let out this huge sigh. Immediately like, regretting like, the drums. Oh, fuck. What did I just do? <laughs> this is, this is. The next three years are just gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and then at the very end of the tape, the other hilarious thing is I must have walked right over to the the recorder, uh-huh. and my dad must have been out of the room or something like that. And I sneeze right by the microphone twice. <laughs> just this like little like sneeze right into the microphone, and I'm like, oh yeah, my dad's house was pretty dusty. I remember that actually, but. So yeah, those those you know, Christmas at my dad's house was was always really fun. He my mom and dad were never married, so we I split my time at my mom's house. It was always beautiful and tons of food and and family and things like that and it was it was always amazing, you know. I had so much fun. We would go cross country skiing in the winter time. I didn't know what downhill skiing was actually when my friends in junior high were like, we're going to go skiing. I was like, sweet, I'll bring my skis. And I showed up with cross country skis and they had downhill skis. And I was like, what do you mean? These don't work on this, on this hill. 
I didn't know there was a difference, and I'm 36. And yeah, I didn't know. There's, there's a big cross country skis. You work your ass off. It's like okay. it's like walking with long sticks. On you don't go downhill really at all. Uh-huh. And downhill skis, you just like go to the top and right. s- slide down, and then like chair takes you back to the top, and then you slide down. Like yeah, cross country yeah. skis, you ski uphill and you ski downhill, and you ski. It's like in the woods. Have you seen yeah. it? Have you seen the Olympics where they do the sh- the they're, they're skiing and they have the guns and they shoot? The I targets? know. Yeah, I know of it at least. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Those are the skis that I had. Okay, I never had downhill skis. So I mean, but it was it was cool. It was exercise, you know. I did exercise, <laughs> and then my at my dad's house, he would actually uh, obviously audio record um, Christmas, and I would spend maybe like three or four or five days there at, at you know around Christmas time, and I he would like. Um stagger my gifts so i could only open like three on one day and then like two the next day and then like two the next day uh-huh. i was so excited to like open like it was so hard for me to just open like two gifts and be like i gotta wait till tomorrow okay so you knew you always knew there were more coming yeah th- oh they were yeah. all like out in front of me oh but he just wouldn't let you yeah there were maybe like seven gifts and i was just like oh shit i just want to which one am I, oh which one am i gonna be happiest <laughs> I with think i've ever heard of anybody doing that yeah my parents were pretty un- unorthodox when it came to to that stuff but Kinda it was like great it. i had yeah. i had a blast yeah yeah it stretches it out because i've talked about that with other people is is that christmas day itself at least as an adult i feel like now uh it's almost the part of of christmas that i like the least it's like I kind of like all the build-up to it. For and sure. Like the actual day is like, it's fine. But yeah, I, I more enjoy the build-up. So that kind of like, that doesn't just, that kind of like keeps it, extends it a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what my dad was, you know, going for, you know. Yeah. And When and, would you start? Would you start on Christmas and it goes after Christmas or start before Christmas? Uh, no, whenever, so it kind of like flip-flopped every year. I would go to my mom's house one year on Christmas Day and then I would go to my dad's house the next year on Christmas Day. So if I started... Um, if I stayed with my mom, it would be like the first day that I got to my dad's house, we'd open like a couple presents and then I'd have to, I would stay there for like three or four days and you know, the subsequent days I'd open other presents. Gotcha. It was a very regimented present present presentation of presents and an opening <laughs> present of presentation. Yeah. Present presentation. Exactly. Were you, uh, <clears throat> did the drum, did you just. Were you already interested in drums, or did you just kind of end up with some drums? I think I just ended up with some drums. Okay. I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I thought they were cool. I, at some point, um, I was at somebody's wedding, like a family wedding or something like that, and I was I just stared at the drummer the entire time. Like the hi hat yeah. blew my mind. Uh huh. Just to like see it go up and and I knew it was operated by the foot, but every single time I would look at, it, I was like, "What the fuck is going on with that thing? That's so crazy." <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah because i just i same thing like i don't i don't know how old i was when i got my first one but it was very similar thing though i just i always remember having one because my dad played so like oh cool like so he was like you know all all on board to to uh get me a a kit when i was little so i just yeah i don't really ever remember not having one do you remember the first time you sat down at the at your dad's drum set and was like this is this is fucking cool I don't I, I don't remember because it, it's just yeah it's like it was just kind of always yeah. there like there's actually a picture of me as a baby my dad's like holding me up behind his drum nice. kit but you can't see him you <clears> just <throat> see his hands and yeah so so it's pretty young for the first time that's pretty awesome man that's <laughs> yeah. really cool yeah so yeah I was just kind of always around it but uh 
Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious if that was the kind of the, the sort, sort of the circumstance with you, it sounds like. Yeah. I wonder, I, I would love to know what my dad was thinking when he purchased the drums and mm-hmm. then brought them home. If he was like, this is going to be so cool. And then in, in the meantime, he's like, oh, but what about all the racket? Like, it's just <laughs> going to be just a bunch of just a bunch of like banging on whatever, man. Yeah. I think to be the parents of a drummer. You are very patient people. Drums and trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're the parents of a trump, I almost think trumpet is more harsh. I don't know. Right. Like to, because you have to, I don't know. They're both tough, man. <laughs> They're both really tough. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I know. And I, I, <laughs> also as a trumpeter if you like are practicing in the basement and you, you're a parent and you just are listening to these like squawks and all this crap oh yeah the, and then you the come up stages. and you have like <laughs> and you're like the parents like man you just they're thinking you just didn't make any good sounds but you have just this ridiculous red mark on your lips like it just sounds and looks ridiculous right now <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> at least you don't look ridiculous when you're practicing drums yeah i guess uh, i never really thought about that factor yeah but man yeah drums are drums are great and terrible at the same time yeah i kind of i kind of hate that they're such a hassle because they're they're not they're not fun to lug around. No. You can't really ever play them quietly. They can't just have them in any apartment or something. I hate that, man. I yeah. wish, I wish, yeah, drums came in the form of a guitar, you know? <laughs> that would I, be... As you see, I have those V drums behind you there, but I kind of despise them. Because they're kind of fun to just tinker around with, but if you want to really, like, really play, they're very frustrating. And the drum, if you play drums... They vibrate if you're around a drum set, they vibrate within you, you know, like if you mm-hmm. hit a kick drum, you feel it, yeah, and the snare drum, and you know if you want to tune it or something like that and get a different sound, it's like it's th- it's there, and it's yeah. it's like Just, this 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 is great, trust me i I would love to have something like this in my house, but it, it it's it it's teasing you, Tony, oh yeah, totally it's totally I, I'm well aware that yeah. me, so therefore they barely ever get played honestly because they're just so frustrating to me yeah do they sound cool there's some okay stuff it's they're, they're more for comical purposes oh, i feel really? like i feel like it's a, it's a little bit outdated at this point i think and some of the sounds in there it's like why would anyone ever use this <laughs> they're good for learning Flander drums yeah exactly that yeah. is one of the sounds on there yeah awesome <laughs> um well awesome uh I have been asking everyone lately also the... Well, you know Dave Clock. I do know Dave it, Clock. Yeah, I stayed at his house yeah. uh, when I first moved back to L.A. a couple yeah. months ago. Well, uh, he's, he's... He's brilliant. He's a good man. And he uh, his his favorite things in the world are hockey and sandwiches. And he was recently given a back patch for his jacket that says hockey and sandwiches. And I've been liking asking everybody lately... If you were to get a back, if someone was to make you a back patch that was going to say two things, what would your two things be? Um, at the moment, I think. What were you going to say? I was just going to say. I know it's. I know it's on the spot here. Yeah, it's. I think. Um, currently, I would. Uh, they can be anything. It anything doesn't have to want. be. It doesn't no. have to be sustenance. Like, <laughs> I know everyone like always wants, goes for the food. Route. Dave wants a. Dave wants a, a sandwich, and um, 
and watch watches hockey. Um, I think it would probably be at the moment surfing and drumming. Those nice. those are the two things that I'm doing the most these days, and so that's I'm enjoying. Yeah, they're they're making me enjoy life the most at the moment. So yeah, or helping me enjoy life the most at the moment. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Did yeah. you? Did, were you? Had you surfed before you came out here, or did you start surfing when you came out here? Um, I started surfing. I've I've had a subscription to Surfer Magazine since I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Getting it delivered to Detroit, Michigan, like. I'm probably the only person in the Midwest that received that magazine, but um, <clears throat> probably not. But uh, <laughs> I thought it, I didn't think the that only Christoph Zajac, Zajac. Yeah. Denick. that was still spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, we thought you filled it out. Wrong. Yeah, I did actually. It was a joke. I was playing on myself. <laughs> um, uh, I I first went surfing at 15. I think I was in Florida on a family vacation. And, um, I, I don't know why I always, I, I have no clue why I like it. I just, it's, it's just something that I, I love so much. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. So I, I would go on vacations now and then like when, with, when my family would go on a vacation or if I went on, a, I went to Hawaii once and I went surfing a couple of times in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Um, and I just always loved it. But this now the, the last seven months has been the most consistent that i've been able to go surfing and have gone surfing so yeah it's well, now you it's real easy for you now yeah it's real easy yeah. it's it's amazing man I, I love it and and actually i actually i'm barely working again you can hire a, an elf <laughs> uh, or a couple elves in well, february for on, your party on that note how do people find you um well, you got any plugs you want to throw in there you can throw a plug for how people reach you yeah for sure you can um you can check out all my groovy groovy photos on instagram it's christoph zd i gotta spell that (laughs) c-h-r-i-s-t-o-p-h-e-z-d i don't think i thought i gotta i gotta add you myself yeah well i really i I thought we were maybe i don't think Uh, i don't think i am following you sometimes i'm i go in spurts i'm lazy and uh and sometimes i'm active on there yeah but I think it's the same on Twitter, which I'm even lazier on. Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> pathetic. So yeah, go uh, definitely go check out my Twitter that has a tweet from 2013, I think. Ooh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can get you can, people racing over it. <laughs> <laughs> some vintage tweets over on my page. <laughs> but that's how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, they, they can get a hold you? of me. Um, there's a there's a little email address on on the the Instagram. So if you if you would like to actually say hello, hello, go for it on there. Um, nice. Is that how you do it on here? Is that is that, that good? W- yeah. It's, if that's, or if you that's can you send me a letter to... No, I'm not going to get my address. <laughs> thought you were about to drop a P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Christoph, this was awesome. Tony, was, I love this. It was fascinating. Well, it really was. You. I feel like, uh, you know, as you were saying with the like little kids seeing you in the supermarket, I've known you for a long time, but I feel like we've never quite talked about this stuff before. Because you do. You do. I don't know. It's just like, you're like, I don't know. He probably doesn't want to talk about it. And, uh, you know, so. No, it's I, contrary to yours and other maybe popular belief, I, I love to talk about it because the whole awareness thing is is huge with me. I want people to be comfortable about, around myself and other little people out there and just, I mean, in people in general, you know, it's, I would much rather have somebody come up to me and be like, man, 
I'm curious. What the what what the hell is your life like? What's it yeah. What's it like being you? Because if if somebody comes up to you and says that they generally or they they genuinely are interested and and want to know and don't be afraid. Honestly, if you see any little person, most likely if you go up and and speak to them like a normal person and not be freaked out, they will they will be receptive and approachable and you'll probably make a new friend and it'll be a very unique most likely amazing friend that you will <laughs> you will meet and they probably have tons of um unique experiences and stories so one more quick quick little story Please. I, I think i um i hope nobody steals this this name but i think <laughs> i have um a name for a, a production company uh for myself so i was living in detroit for the last three or four years in downtown Detroit. And I would always go to this. Um, I lived right next to Mexican town. I would always go to this Mexican um, grocery store, mm-hmm. beautiful grocery store in, in downtown Detroit called honeybee. <clears throat> um, believe it. There is a grocery store in downtown Detroit, <laughs> but I, w- I was, you know, shopping for whatever I go there all the time. And there's this little three year old, you know, Mexican baby child in, um, his mom's uh shopping sorry i'm laughing at mexican baby child <laughs> mexican baby child that sounds like a that sounds like a 70s fusion tune like mexican baby child or a racehorse <laughs> oh yeah maybe yeah, not put some money on mexican baby or sorry mexican, mexican baby, baby child, child. Yeah, yeah yeah all right well, that's the second name. So if you steal my first name of my production company, that's going to be the second name of my production company. But um, so obviously, you know, occasionally I get I get called out by little kids in, in grocery stores and things like that. Um, but uh, this this was probably the cutest one I've ever heard in my life. And this, this little Mexican baby child said to his mom, he says, Mommy, there's a Paquito Papi. <laughs> Because I had a beard at the time, and I'm, you know, by myself, and I saw it, and I just, like, smiled, and I looked at the mom, and she smiled, and she kind of, like, shook her head, like, this, that's pretty hilarious and totally adorable. And I'm like, you know, I look back, and I'm like, yeah, that's totally hilarious and adorable. So, yeah, I was, to that little kid, I was like, piquito papi, a little daddy. It's pretty good. I wish you just walked up, just gave the kid a hug, yeah. and walked away. <laughs> oh, give me a hug, Mexican baby child. <laughs> that's pretty great uh well paquito papi See thanks for coming by oh thank you so much man this, this was a pleasure <laughs> my pleasure good I, to see you man great to see you see ya wasn't that fascinating that sounded condescending i did not mean that for that to sound condescending i meant for it to sound sincere uh chris was a good man and i enjoyed hearing those stories so i hope that uh, you enjoyed the something and learned something, and uh, you know, don't don't feel weird. Just be cool, man. Be cool. That's what we learned here today. Just be cool. Um, Christoph gave you his plugs already, and I kind of gave you mine up top. All the stuff. Um, you know the deal. Um, you two talking, you two to me too has been missing for a week or so, but uh, that should be back any time now. We're uh, we're slacking a little bit. We're busy men, but it'll be back. It'll be back. Uh, one's in the can, so to speak, but there's some, some fixing to do. Um, so that'll be out soon. Also, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday, uh, 
listen to Never Not Funny. I'm back on there again, and it's a really fun one, so I highly recommend listening to that. Um, not really much else beyond those things. Um, go to uh, my website, TonyThaxton.com, and uh, if you missed the news, I went and sat in with the old band Motion City Soundtrack last week. Uh, you can watch a video of that on my website, and I wrote a whole... Uh, blog entry basically describing my feelings of the situation and just kind of where where i am and what led to that and how it was for me and um it was a fun night so thank you for all the nice words i've been hearing from everybody on that um but that's gonna really do it i think it's gonna really do it right rigby all right uh, i've been tony thaxton that's been rigby oh 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 no guys i almost forgot christmas December 25th. Now, I've been Tony Thaxton, and that's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas from Feliz With special guest, Christoph Zajadenamama. Who? With special guest, Christoph Zajag Denek, or somebody. I have no idea how I should say that. With special guest, Christoph Zajag No idea. Sorry, guys. With special guest, Christoph Zajag Denek and Esquire. How do you say that? With special guest, Christoph Zajac Denek Esquire. I have no idea how to say your name. Sorry. Pardon me. My apologies.